Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the What Topic podcast with your host, Josh Deakin, at Mr. Josh Deakin. And Owen Burkett, at Owen.Burkett. And welcome to our Halloween episode. And it's, it's a, hopefully going to be a little spooky, a bit psychological, and you know, we'll talk about all those different ooh, scary things and everything. Um, Absolutely. It's going to be, I know, oh, hey. I'll probably put like some spooky music at the start to like kind of add the mood together. I bet I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll think of something. But yeah, I'll say it's going to be quite a it's going to be quite a somber mood in general for the episode. Not just not just because it's going to be Halloween and everything, but obviously we're obviously going to touch on some things shortly. But uh, yeah, I'd say are you excited to, to Halloween? After all, this is probably one of your favourite genres of films, right? It's definitely um, a genre that I think it's just uh, underappreciated. It's usually given the up and uh, the stiff up and nose from some people that think people that horror uh, doesn't really give anything, give any value to the genre. Where it it does a lot to a lot of people, uh, and a lot more mm. they, that they give credit to, because there are some horror films that are really just surface level, like they're just only for the shock value or just for the blood of guts and. You know, oh yeah, just the simple like movement of a hand across the room, or like like coming through a vent or something like that. Like there are movies that like really you couldn't class as horror. Like maybe like the Resident Evil film series. Like I wouldn't class them as horror films. I class them more so as as like survival horror. Really, like they're not well, the, the exact horror movie. Uh, well, that's the thing. Like they're very far from like the video games they're based on. Because if you play any of the Resident Evil games, like they're freaking terrifying some of them so oh gosh yeah even the new the, the, the new remakes oh god they're fucking scary yeah so Woo! but yeah no, they, get, they definitely they definitely get you going they do let's be frank like what is it resident evil 7 oh god that oh, game as soon as mr x comes as soon as mr x comes in for the best of evil 2 i'm like jesus christ oh, like, yeah. like yeah so but yeah no um it's definitely a genre that i i find a lot more fun and obviously you know my upcoming short film that i'm making is partly it's mostly a thriller but it has horror elements so because so you know, yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a it's two genres kind of like molded together exactly and it's just something that i you know wanted to bring something that would be kind of sort of um sort of a bit of more of a mature sort of um execution on you know the genre rather than just being for like a splatter fest i suppose you could say Mm. But um, it'd be good to talk about that as as we get to, uh, as we get to the time when that's uh, you know come recorded uh, and made and I guess on its way to release. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, like um, still early days um, uh, on that. So um, I can only talk so much about it. So yeah, mm, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, of course we're we're definitely gonna uh, obviously just uh, switch gears very briefly because of course there's there's two pieces of news that definitely need to have a quick mm. a bit of light uh the one being of course uh that uh, the late sean Connery has passed at the age of age 90 uh this i think the early hours uh yesterday morning this morning for us um, yeah i'll say he died unfortunately he died in his sleep but you know what um i was saying to a friend earlier um i think that that it's probably one of the more nicer ways to go like just you know go to sleep and just that's it like as as somber as it is and as as a you know it's quite cutthroat but like there are people who suffer like with cancer and they go and it takes them ages to get to the point where it just feels like they're holding on to to life but at the same time holding on to the pain Mm. it's like yeah you never know when it's going to end but like 
I don't know, like you, you don't know really because you can never ask somebody who just goes in their sleep, can you? No, for sure. And and the fact that, but the thing is, like you know, I'm it is very tragic. But the fact is that he lived up to ninety. I mean, he, he went past eighty, and it's quite quite an accolade to live to. Yeah, you, you you're just like he's lived a good life. So to be honest, like it's like I said, like it's it is tragic that we lost like um you know a, a, an actor uh, such as him. But you know the fact mm. the guy the, the guy who really kind of added that panaz to bond well, what was right? the one that many people got into bonds like when you talk about james bond you do talk about sean connery a lot and exactly yeah when you think of bond you do think of sure and um and it was obviously uh, my dad's favorite so um oh, and uh so he was the one who it, so so connery was actually my first foray into bond and obviously went watched it in order uh, up to Pierce Brosnan, and, and that's you know. So it's like I grew up with Pierce Brosnan with the ni- during the nineties, but in order what who I saw first, I did watch Sean Connery, you know, because that's what my dad mm. was, um, you know, um, exposed me to with the Bond franchise. Well, that's it, isn't it? Like it, you kind of like whatever your your mom or your dad grew up with, like even in terms of like music. Like I grew up with, like you know the. Pet Shop Boys, The Beatles, Tears for Fears, and you know, you know, even songs like Twist, you know, Twist again, yeah, yeah, that song, and like it, it, it reflects in the movies and games and all types of entertainment that you like. It, it influences you, and I mean, I didn't personally grow up in um, in much of uh, any Bond era apart from Daniel Craig. I grew up with the final movie of Dying of a Day coming out. Obviously, that was very early twenty ten, uh, you know, in the first decade, yeah. part of the decade. Mm-hmm. That was 2000. What was it? It was, was it 2002. 2002, yeah. I mean, even for 2002, like, I mean, I'm not, I know commuters were at a point where they were quite advanced already, but like the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, you know, the visual effects, the choreography and all sorts of things like were brilliant. And like, I mean, obviously it's, you look at something like Jurassic Park, like years before it being so technically advanced, but also being quite, quite manual in, in like the process of like, you know, like the, the, the dinosaurs mm. and like yeah. all those sort of things. It really, it puts you in perspective of like the era that those movies were coming out in. And I think um, I grew up, I, obviously you, you, me and you are apart in age, but not very much, like not, not, not a lot. Not enough no. where, like, we're both, we're both replaced from, from the stuff that's been around in the last few years. Like, and I think we relate on the fact that like Sean Conry, um, Roger Moore and, you know, all these other actors even within like the the current hemisphere you know of bond like we 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 both relate to them because we've both been back and watched them whether we watched them as they were coming out like more more so for you probably on this on the sort of you know uh pierce brosman side or if you uh if, like move me like you know just getting up to date with them like watching them like for example like itv and yeah UK. yeah no it's like so it's a bit of a, it's, it's it's kind of strange that we lived during an era where you know we we all had we did have Sean Connery and we were alive when Sean Connery and Roger Moore were around and now they've, you know, they've, they've mm. passed on. So it's just like, I feel very, I feel very privileged to have been around, to have been around in there. Well, exactly. Life. It's, it's like with everyone, you know, with, you know, that the fact that we were alive during when David Bowie was around and other, uh, such mm. other legends in the music and film and TV industry industries that um, it's, it, you don't really realize how privileged that you were to have these people around you and mm, um exactly um, so yeah but that's the thing though you know he lived on to 90 years old like i couldn't really ask that's anything quite, that's quite something yeah 
I bet I bet you if he had anything to say now, he'd be like, that was a ripe old age to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, uh, as we said earlier, like obviously his last few photos of him in the public eye, like obviously he didn't look as frail as he probably would no. have done uh, up until re- recently. But yeah, I guess I guess that really puts you in perspective with a lot of things in general. Um, but yeah, I'd say well, we're hoping to, I guess, probably next episode more so talk about how. Uh, how that's all going how uh, you know obviously like what's come about it since then like there might be more news to come out about his struggle like I, I'm, I'm imagining there'll be a few there might be but, he, but he, out, he's definitely had right. a life that is worth talking about like coming up from a work yeah it's definitely worth uh, especially coming you know starting from a working class family in scotland and then you know all all the way all the way exactly. to oh that's got his you know working all the way to you know his retirement in the early 2000s in the acting industry so yeah yeah, definitely it's something to you know we could talk about for sure. Mm. And then the the other piece of news that we obviously we're going to be very brief touching on because we're both we're, let's be frank we like we've obviously spoke about you know all the 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 dams and uh, the crazy stuff that's been going on, um, but obviously this will be the final episode before um, the election happens. Um, yeah, of course this is the yeah. the last episode before we go into into lockdown in the United Kingdom in terms of England at least. We obviously, obviously, for those who don't know, who are not from the UK, will know, might not know that Northern Ireland and Wales have been in their own uh, esque lockdowns because they've technically gone into circuit breakers. And I think Wales is supposed to come out of it on the ninth, but I think that that that'll probably get extended by the time they get probably. to that date. I yeah, think. for sure. <clears throat> but I mean, we 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 as I say, we we don't want to touch on either that or the election too much at the minute because obviously. Uh, there's not much we can really say different now because obviously they're it's, both they're both they're, in court. Yeah, court exactly. They're, just, they're still currently like um, in the midst of like um, voting, and there's some states that um, they're still waiting on um, you know fit, uh, the results. Um, so, but yeah, we're we're both hoping obviously for the for the best, but obviously the best is not possible. Possibly, we don't uh, want to get too far ahead because yes. obviously you know we, we remember what happened last time and. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. well, it probably be it probably be another state to the heart if anything's well, Or the way that basically <laughs> this year even, has been going, like, to be honest, I'm just kind of like if you know, if, if, if the worst if the worst happens, we'd be like, oh well, fuck it, you know, we we kind of expected that because exactly what it is. So yeah, no, we're gonna wait till you know we get we're here with the results. Um, but also the fact that um for those of you who don't know um outside the UK, uh, especially in England. Um, we will be currently in another lockdown for a month uh, from Thursday the 5th of November to Tuesday the uh, 3rd of December. Is that right? I think it's the 3rd or the 2nd. I think I think it's more likely the 2nd because right. it'll be the start yeah. of the week. But yeah, it... so, maybe. I think, but, I think it's yeah, Tuesday we, the end of the lockdown. We are going to be... But, I mean, we don't really go no, a lot of days at the So we're going to be in lockdown um, for about a month. And then we... I think it's very, very bad. It's about 28. Yeah. Days, um, so we don't know that, whether right? it's going to get extended or if it's going to stay as it is. We just don't know. So, And that might, that might impact on, uh, you know, obviously content going forward in episodes. So we are, we're not, we're not ruling out uh, at least, I think we're definitely still going to record. I think there's plenty like, to talk that, about, not... but then we, we might get to a stage where we're like, we're just running out of topics to talk about. And I'll be like, so we, so we, so we might end up, we might end up either shorting episodes or extending the time. Yeah, I, episodes. 
But like we obviously we'll obviously get we'll that get point. To that yeah, but I think we'll either you know, like you said, we'll either shorten the episodes or we might space it out so at least we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about if anything comes up. So exactly, yeah. Because if there's one thing that we both loved about this podcast is that it's been so relaxed. It's not been standoffish. It's been very it's been very casual, and I think that's one of the things that I like doing with this podcast as opposed to doing the get the shot podcast which is a bit more on the professional side which doesn't mind me don't get me wrong but like it's me and you we treat this as as like you know two mm. lads having a chat like we don't we don't we don't like hype it up we don't over well we don't over hype it but we also don't under hype it either like we we treat it we treat it as a you know a little bubble of time every week that we actually talk on like not that we don't talk outside of this obviously we talk on the mm. messaging on FaceTime, but like we we treat we treat this as, as not a safe space, but like as a I guess a space to chat about things and also allow people to. Or we we especially need this instead. So now we're going to be back in uh, lockdown. This is like one of the things that we can just talk about yeah. things that we enjoy, and we thought we kind of started this I guess uh, within in in the memory of the last lockdown, really, didn't we? Because like it was the end of August. Yeah, so we got started. Yeah, it was. early September, yeah. right? Um, I think... Can you believe that we're already seven? Is it seven? It, I think it's six. Six, what, six episodes. I think. So we've been doing this for technically we've been doing this for about seven eight weeks now, but like obviously because we had a mm. gap and then we also had a two week because we we got we got started yeah. two weeks ahead before the yeah. first episode came out. And we recorded the second episode within that same within that following week. We we def we definitely have had a nice head start yeah, that we fully sure. expected. Um, so yeah, just so we just thought we'd give you a heads up, like, and just in case if you know, and you're wondering if it, if it, uh, what's happening with the episode, so uh, considering the lockdown, we'll obviously keep keep our socials up to date. So of course, you know, you know where to find us outside of the podcast. But yeah, that's so those are the two news topics that we wanted to quickly just dabble on and uh we'll obviously uh update them as we go along with ne next episodes. Um but yeah so we'll we're now mm. gonna dive in. So since it's Halloween we're gonna now dive into the sort of about the horror genre. So we talk we're gonna talk about our favorite horror films and then the horror genre itself and yeah so yeah so we're just so we're just gonna go and roll to know. I should pro I, I should probably like I should probably like preface at the start of this that uh, I'm not the biggest uh, I wouldn't I don't know if, I don't know if the words horror junkie right. really makes sense. Um but I, I, I'm I'm very I'm very I'm very adaptable to movies as as you'll find out as we talk about this. That like I don't really off the top of my head have many movies that I can recollect that I've watched that I've not enjoyed but like i've not like they're like they're not cemented in my mind enough like maybe i've just watched terrible movies in horror but like there are movies that like uh like that you'll probably mention that i will that i will be able to chime into but like we'll be able to talk obviously not just about the movies themselves but of course you know the the mental state of horror and like you know the things behind it like psychological mm. and mental but obviously we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna go down that whole mental health path as we did with no uh, Mindy, yeah I mean course. no we're gonna we're not gonna go you know as deep as that but there is some sort of emotional sort of investment on the genre because it it, it does it does deal with that, that exactly. sort of thing and it's just it's just and it it's really frustrating because I, I had a few people in mind that I would have you know been it would have been it would have been useful <laughs> to um to bring on board on this like you know with annie um who's very much a horror buff and um, i've also got another person who is really into her gothic lit literature so but um but you know but the thing is like i've i've dealt with that before like i had to i it's funny 
I studied, um, there, was a, there was a unit called Cinefantastic and that dealt with genres like sci-fi genre, horror genre and the fantasy genre. Um, so we really had to kind of delve into sort of the sort of the psychological aspects of the, the horror genre. And so, and a different aspect. So you got, mm. um, so you you got various genres like we got, you know, you got ones like from the seventies, like the 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 whole of the, the, the like the fear of the unknown, um, and you've got you know stuff like um, you know a horror from uh, from the ones closest to you, like you got like you know the the Exorcist, and then you got The Shining and and uh, the Amityville Horror, and uh, you know just ones that you know, with um, family members being possessed and those sort of things. Yeah. And it really... All the, all the paranormal activity with, movies. And it and also dealt with, like, other movies. fears. Like, you know, it's just, it's just a simple fear of, like, um, you know, uh, the fear of the uh, fear of the, the water, like, in Jaws. And, you know, and, and there's also the fear yeah. of um, of space, like an alien. And, and then you went to the 80s uh, where it was just... Um, you know, B movie schlock, and you know, just gore like gore um, galore, basically. With um, well, that was um, seventy four, I think. And that was that 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 was a that well, was always funny quite thing a is, like, horror movie to me. Like it, it's it's like it's cringe, but it's also it's cringe, very very cringe. But like it's also very like there are moments. Oh, really but the funny thing is, you, like, you don't it's, it's classed as a certificate eighteen. Um, but that, but but the, but the but the thing about oh, the original okay. Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, is that there's no gore or blood to be seen. I mean, the, I think. Um, but That's the problem point, is, yeah. the, the thing is, is that um, the reason why it's a certificate eighteen because it is grisly, it is like gnarly and very grotesque, and it's oh, definitely yeah, yeah. not for the faint of heart, basically. And. Oh yeah, that, that the word and, grotesque really um, just even, tell you. And that's the thing. It? Like even uh, as a film like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you don't see any blood or gore. You you connect the dots in your mind, and that's even worse. So I, that is worse. But also, like it, it, I guess it doesn't add up. It doesn't like like I think there are people who, and I guess I wouldn't. I don't know, I don't know if the word sadistic, sadistical kind of like is really uh, warranted in that. But like the the fact that people are very like. Uh, wanting of the oh, blood, well, like the fact that like you have an option, thing. like say, for example, video yeah. games and where then, you can turn you know, the blood on and off. You know, we're like very much um, with, with our animalist, uh, slightly in an animalistic uh, instincts. So, like you know, we're we're sort of like bloodhounds, anyways. Mm. Like some people like love seeing all the gore and stuff. Like oh, they just laugh at it. Like I mean, I laugh at. I mean, I was watching um, exactly, Bad yeah. Taste earlier and it that was um peter jackson's de- uh, directorial debut <laughs> and it just made me laugh just the the amount of gore uh, that happened in that film is ridiculous oh i know what you mean like it's it's, it's, it's like it's so, like every it's five so seconds comical. something gory uh, happens. but yeah yeah and it's, it's so predictable I mean, to give you an example like it's just a bit there was a bit where um earlier a guy uses a magnet and just blew someone's head off like half clean off and then later like that—that's not something that you just go. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was expecting that. 
but at the same time, at the same time, it's like it's it's it, it's well, Peter Jackson's earlier not career. Expected, I mean, it's right? really weird. Maybe some people it would be really weird to say because obviously he's known for the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He's he's you know he's he's got awards oh, for, yeah, for yeah. his dire- directing, and he's he's Sir Peter Jackson or whatever. But early days, Peter Jackson, he had a very much a black sort of sense of humor with in terms of you know the violence and the gore in his horror films, like Brain. De- yeah, because when I think of Peter Jackson, yeah, I King, think Kong of King Kong and um, uh, and some of the other films that he made. But yeah, like it's just you watch Bad Taste and Brain Dead. Like he's it, like the sense of humor behind it is like very much there. It's weird, isn't it? Like he, he his career started in mostly horror and then went on to be more like yeah, well, it was just like fantasy, and then that's how he got his name. Like you know, because obviously people know him as the, Lord, yeah. the guy who made the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and everything else. And uh, yeah, and it, it's 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 just that bizarre. Like you, know, you just look at this film, like Bad Taste, says, and I was just I, I just you know it'd be so funny if you just talked to Peter Jackson back then in 1987 and say to you like in you know many you know years down the line you're going to be knighted and you're going to make an, a, like an award-winning like trilogy and you'll probably be like yeah whatever okay <laughs> so well that's it isn't it like that, that's that's what they say you can never really plan out past two three or four years like the uh, the, the whole idea of like oh where will you, yeah. where will you be in five or ten years like no one really can answer that question because like you could be the next the, the next big director like in a year's time like in current it, uh, it may be back in the older days maybe like you know mm. the 20th, most of the 20th century it was probably it was probably because there's no there was no major like you know influence of say the internet for example you probably wouldn't have reached fame as quickly as you probably would these days given given mm. the options yeah, you have sure. to get famous from but really, it really, but yeah, it really like, so going back to right. sort of horror because it's really weird. Like you're watching, you know, you I saw it on the the list of horror films on Amazon Prime, and that was that bad taste was on it. I love that Prime has such a such a uh, diverse library. Oh, you, Even you, the cringiest so films. It's the, funny, the like when you go through like, like, like on, on Amazon, well. Prime, like you you know that you're you're, you're scraping at the bottom of the barrel. Like there, there's there's some titles that you never heard of is when you go further when you go further down like well, obviously it, the top yeah. ones are you you know you get like the typical ones like halloween and saw and all these films that you all we all have heard of um and you go further down it's just like all these ones and then it's just like you got bad taste so i'm like oh i got bad taste it's one of um, peter jackson's earlier works but not a lot of people know that so but yeah I bet, I bet, I bet, I bet. If you got the chance to meet the guy, I think he'd probably be. I think he'd probably be really uh, sincere, knowing. That uh, you, oh well, that I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did. I, that, that's. The, I mean, the thing is, is I li- I did live in um, Wellington uh, for about a year or so, so I I did recognise some of the locations that they shot around, and. Uh have you have you? I can't remember what the the Instagram account is, but there's like it's something like like film notes or something like that, where the guy yeah. goes to all those filming locations from different films. Yeah, has, has like a yeah, postcard photo, literally yeah, in the no, position I, of where they stood in the film. I did that. I, I like. I, lo- I love the that. exact spot where uh, Frodo says, "Get off the road" on in the Lord of the Rings. So because that was that was pretty easy to look for but oh, yeah right. i did recognize some of the locations in the film it's just crazy that they they still they used it like back in 1987 or whatever it was well they were actually hmm. it's weird this is because like there, there's like there's, there's some scenes in some films that like you 
like I mean there was there's been there's been many films that have actually been filmed in places mm. like where I live, Birmingham. Um and that like it surprises you really like play, really play a lot, uh, play, yeah, that's a lot right. of scenes filmed in Birmingham. Yeah. People no, don't, I, I, a lot of I, people I... don't know that. Yeah, we had uh what you get mm. what's he's called um Steven Spielberg blessed, that's cool. blessed that's Birmingham cool. with a bit of film. Um <laughs> Oh, and Kingsman as well, because like uh, I think I don't know if it was because it was cheaper to do so, but like they did a lot of a lot of uh, the taxi scenes oh, really? from the second Kingsman movie in Birmingham as well. Like they kept blurring it, it, they um, kept blurring it between like London. Was it they did um, Captain America in Birmingham or was it Liverpool? I think they. I don't. I don't really remember. It might be in Birmingham or Liverpool, to be fair. But like uh, with Kingsman, like if you look look carefully, you can see. Oh. Uh, where Victoria oh, right. Square is in in Birmingham, like you can see, like them going around court. You can see like things that make it look like Birmingham, and then you can see London. Yeah. It's weird, like the parallel between the two. But yeah, I mean, if you ever, if if people will get the chance, I mean, obviously we're not we're talking horror uh, horror movies and you know Halloween here, but obviously like if you get the yeah. chance to check it out, definitely check out that because I think that was a a master masterpiece of art, like working the two locations yeah. so, into um, one. Like, yeah, you just don't notice the sort of horror genre, sometimes. especially with film. Like, well, I mean, it's it's funny because exactly. um, when I was studying film, like we, we we went back to the silent film era, and one of the earliest, and when you if you're talking about like oh, one of the well, earliest yeah. works, like you got like various ones, like the the host of uh, the not the host, uh, it's the um, uh, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And um, and also, well, if you watch that I film, I've heard of that, actually, if you look at the uh, the production design, and uh, it's you look at it and going like that looks so familiar. And if you watch that, and then you go to any Tim Burton film after that, that's oh whoa, Tim, Tim Burton. At least I've seen so many people do makeup of Tim Burton. Look, yeah, I think I've seen um, some Instagram so filters it, as well it, this year. It's a very, it's a yeah, very, very much a thing. Something it's like that, crime, you know. Right? It, like it's just the way that you know, there's the sort well. of the the architecture and everything like that. It's so very similar to the German expressionism of the Sonic film area. That's it. Yeah, it's got it's it's very much influenced. Like, isn't, I think I think in it, I think I read the read something about it that like the influence for the design of the characters and the characteristics, like. Like it makes you think like well, he has mentioned that, that he was very modeled, much influenced right. by um, German expressionist expressionist films like uh, the Cabinet of Dr Caligari, um, but you also mm. have the 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 original classic um, vampire film Nosferatu, um, which was based on mm. Bram Stoker's Dracula, but they didn't have the rights to adapt it, so they so they changed it. Yeah, I I, I remember I remember studying. I actually remember, funny enough, I remember studying that actually. In um, not I, I don't know if it was drama or it was or, or we were learning it because it was Halloween around the time and like learning about the originality of you know obviously like Dracula and the Bram Stoke obviously like there's a there's a lot of like uh like crossover sort of stuff like within that era and obviously you know you know the talk of Transylvania and everything um and I think people forget forget quite quickly that yeah, Transylvania is a um, real place as well it's in it's in um. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I forgot the name of the place now. Um, it's in uh, Bavaria, I'm isn't not, it? Is it Bavaria? Not sure. Um, I'm gonna. I might be getting completely butchered. Looks uh, trans. Uh... Romania. I feel like such an idiot. Like, I'm sure it's Bel- not Bolivia. It, it it's probably Romania. Why did I say Bolivia? It's I don't know. Maybe, Romania. maybe it is I, I knew to... Romania was in my head. Where is? Uh... 
Because Romania makes more sense because Romania's got like a very sort of uh, like Amish sort of like yeah, way of living I... in some places in Romania, right? Uh, and and that gives you that that and that also kind of like leans into the sort of Transylvania sort of like you know spooky vibe a little bit like Amish people have well, a I wouldn't lot of, know of folklore like uh, well, what sort of the living lifestyle of you know Romania, but um, no, 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 I know that, but it's, it's not all like that. that I do remember one of my friend, you know, a few of my friends actually went to Transylvania for Halloween, and yeah, they they kind of they kind of do they hit it's a panic like a bit of a hot wow. tour spot, like but they go to the castle and everything, and um, oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they, I'm sure um, they definitely, but yeah, so you know, not, so we had Nos- so they had Nosferatu and like one of the earliest sort of horror films uh, back then, and then there was a few other ones like you had the original um, uh, the Phantom of the Opera. Um, Oh yeah, the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, oh, God, and then you is, had the, the universal classics away. like from the the thirties, like Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, um, and then you got the Hammer Horror films like in the sixties, no, the fifties, sixties, wow. and seventies with Christopher Lee's Dracula. I mean, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing were the classic, you know, sort of actors for the Hammer Horror films um, during that during that time. Mm, it's weird, but like there was there was there was many like you could almost like sort of maybe know who they were but like you maybe weren't big on the names like you just knew that there were staple actors that kept coming back to, to do the roles right it's, it's almost like the modern day sort of thing with like um with tarantino movies like you get your you know your um uh oh, i forgot his name uh dicaprio oh yeah well you had like, the, for, like well, yeah, well i mean you, you had the jackson for the most part samuel jackson yeah and um uh, Leonardo yeah. da Vinci. That'd be crazy. Leonardo da Vinci. Sorry, Leonardo da Vinci. But uh, <laughs> um... although saying that, Quint, uh, saying that though, Leonardo da Vinci was actually uh, partly involved with, um, well, like there were stories that he was involved with, I believe, like during his during his era, like because because uh, um, da Vinci definitely saw a lot of a lot of bad things. Um, like he had a very he had a very troubled mind. Oh, I, it was very I rad- it was also known as a very rowdy person as but, well. Um... That's... Not to Da Vinci, but well, I guess that's more that's more like I don't know. It's, it, it, there's um there's like there's a lot of lot of crossover um with like you know horror and psychologicalness right over in the you know the Italian yeah. Renaissance um, um, those eras as well. Yeah, Renaissance. No, 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 it's fine. Um, but yeah, go on, go on. Then, then, then you had like, the and then you had um sort of like the um sort of um you had some of the horror films like from the 50s like you know a thing for another a thing for another world um invasion of the body snatchers um that sort of that sort of that sort oh, of god that the body snatchers oh, that sci-fi with horror and that was during the back of the time but so it was sort of like during where the commun you had the communism and uh the the use so of the communism scare so you, so obviously you know the mm. thing for another world like you, you didn't know who was like the thing and you asked oh yeah yeah there was there's was actually a bit of a yeah. nod to that in marvel agents of shield in the last series these people called the these aliens called the chronicoms could basically like they were like robots that basically could take human form so like they literally have the, like, this gun thing that would literally like pinpoint places on your face and basically clean rip your face off and be able to uh, uh, well, like basically iron your face down to literally just a, a flat mold and basically take your whole 
uh, facial features, like not your chin or like your, your bone structure, but like actually take your face oh, okay. and mold it into you. So like they could become you as a robot and even stronger. So like, that that kind of like gives you a bit of a nod back to the, yeah. The, um, I mean, the, that was the, the thing we made like I think a couple definitely. of times. I th- um, I believe like there was one in the seventies with Donald Sutherland and uh, Veronica Cartwright. Oh yeah, there's been many. There's many been many in our incarnations because it's a very, it's 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 one of those um, like like Dracula, like it just it comes back constantly, like you know. And then you got your like your modern day, like mm. if, you, if you lean into like the sci-fi stuff, like you got your Hulk, your Hulk that keeps returning every only few years. Like they kind of like it's like they re- keep renewing it. Like they did, they've oh yeah, like many, I mean, you, uh, had, I mean, the, you had the thing for years. another world, and then it was remade, um, um, you, you know, obviously. by John Carpenter in the eighties uh, with the thing, uh, which everyone knows. Which everyone knows about, mm. and um, oh, but yeah, thing. like oh. the whole thing about the fifties uh, during that time was the communist uh, scare. So there was like the, you know, the the, the enemy within um, sort of narrative. Um, so you also, so you had that, oh, and then you gosh, had the, yeah, the yeah. stuff of the sixties uh, with films like uh, Rosemary's Baby, uh, for uh, like another example. Um, uh, I can't. I, I know there's more films in the hit sixties. So let me have a quick look. Oh yeah, so you you I mean you had a classic with um Psycho. So that was sort of so so oh, that yeah, was like Psycho. Like, my god, I think that yeah, was one of so my that was like first movies. So that was like sort teen. of turn of the sort of modern. So that became that was on Jeez. the turn of mo- it was like you know uh, that was ever that was like sort of um that was you yeah. know debating whether it's classic Hollywood or modern cinema. So it was sort of like well, yeah, because because that well, was that same had the space launch, the, but the, the yeah, but then you had the, the where... sort of the turn of the sort of century where sort of like where films were would be, be taking it forward. Um, but then you also had other films like Night of the Living Dead, which was the start exactly, of the yeah. um, George A. Romero's like uh, dead uh, uh, zombie films. You... Oh God, George Romero! Oh my God, man. Like I, you know, it's funny. Um, I'm sure you'll agree that this is probably like one of the easier ways to know who he is. But like a lot of people know who George Romero really is because of the Call of Duty. Yeah, oh yeah. At at least least, I think in the last in the last few years, um, that's where you where you recollect him from. I think he was he was actually the bad guy. I think he carried like a big lighting piece that like he could hit you with and like he'd stun you. Um, but it's funny, but like uh, me and my friend Krishna, I, I, I believe amazing. went to watch like, some I mean, of the George Romero go, like, movies. I mean, everyone knows like Dawn of the Dead is like um, no one. It's it's just an absolute classic. It's probably Dawn, Dawn of the Best. Of the but Dead, actually, man. but then um, it was an, it was an influence for for uh, yeah Nick yeah Frost and Summer Peg when they did well. Shaw it was like, yeah, that, it was like Edgar Wright. Was one of their one of their biggest Peg, inspirations. Um, you know, got inspiration, and they were um, both Edgar Wright and Simon Peg were. Uh, had a cameo in um, Land of the Dead. Um, yeah, because obviously, cause obviously um, George did, Romero yes, saw did, Shaun right. of the Dead and then yeah. he really loved it. And then he just said, uh, you know, come and uh, be some zombies in uh, this film. Which... So, yeah, so you've got like classic, uh, other classics. So, I mean, you got, I mean, you got, if you're talking about like suspense and horror, like, you know, Alfred Hitchcock's like, gallery it's just nothing but like you know with um suspense i mean mm. the, the, half of them are like mostly thrillers like uh weird window and um north by northwest and um 
there are some films that like that like uh, I think some people like say to you that like you have to sit through them to like really like hit the punchlines where like they scare you. But at the same time, like knowing that they're gonna get that, knowing when they're gonna come and scare you makes it less fun to watch. Like and and that's I think I think that's why people like horror so much because they love the suspense. They love. I mean, sometimes you can't really avoid the the unknown because you you know it because you've watched it before maybe. And then, like, there's like times when you watch, you get someone to watch it, and you know they're scared, but you're not scared of it anymore. Like, and it's like you don't want to skip, you don't, you don't want to spoil it for them. But at the same time, it's like you just know that some of it, it's even, even what you're watching is even very predictable, or um, the punchline just takes ages to get to. And that's one thing that kind of ruins horror films. I think, like, you obviously you'd probably say uh, say the same thing as I'm saying when I if if I wasn't saying this is like that like. For a good horror movie, you want the best of like a bit of speed, but you don't want it always to rush through. Like most horror movies, predictably, are a, 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 in the same sort of realms of like you know a B or C grade movie where mm. they last like you know like what 80, 90 minutes at most. Like the punchline, you've already reached yeah. the punchline. I mean, it, it depends like on the films. In, like you, it's just, um, you know, if you know that you know like how everything's good, like things go wrong, and then you just kind of see it like sort of. It's sort of it's sort of like it's been you know you, it's always it's already been scripted in front of you and you just know how it's going to go, um, but even still like films like you know exactly, with Alien, yeah. you know like uh, how things turn out like you know there would be a movie if things didn't go the way it, it did and um, so it's really it's it, I oh uh, like exactly yeah you got uh, as we as we mentioned before we you know there was the texas chainsaw massacre and then you had um the exorcist which was you know that was sort of revolutionary um you know in terms of the you know exposure of horror like and it was taken that seriously like it got nominated uh best picture and best uh, director at the oscars and it really just cements the fact that horror movies don't always or it's never, it's never, it's a sort of like, you know, when there it is was a lot taken of them, but... I mean, I think there were a couple of horror films in the past that were um, regarded as classics, but it wasn't, I think, I think it wasn't until then, like The Exorcist wasn't, uh, they yeah. was finally taken seriously. And then for horror films after that, you know, everyone was looking out for the next, you know, big thing. So then, you know, you, then you got Jaws came out um a couple of years later and that made that was sort of um so jaws mm. was actually the first blockbuster it was the start of the blockbuster season that um that came out in the, during the summer and made loads amount of money so basically if it wasn't if it wasn't for jaws um we wouldn't have the you know mm. sort of the blockbuster season that we have today oh no no i guess you could say also that because of Jaws, you could say that it spewed off with a lot of a lot of movies that, like you know, just took the mick. Like Jaws, obviously being a more realistic potential uh, potential occurrence, and then you got like movies like The Piranha Movie in the future, in, in you know, back obviously a bit further mm. ahead into like into the twenty first century. You know, your two thousands onwards, like you got you got oh, those movies, you got Sharknado, which is a more recent one. But then, but but then. Like there is, there's ones that kind of you know stretch across the table and kind of like get both pe- both sides of the uh, of the argument speaking. Movies like The Human Centipede that really divides people. Like for me, I think it's it is very scary. It is very scary, but also at the same time not very scary because you know what the movies yeah. entail. Like it's called The Human Centipede. You know from what you see in the poster, 
And like, <laughs> I think I think there's a, there's a there's a funny scene actually in a in the British TV show that Jack Whitehall created called Bad Education, where they like I, I hadn't watched the film at the time, but I knew what they were getting at. Like they, they um, he t- he took him for for a segment in one of their in one of their literature right. English lessons to go and see the human centipede and he and he was he was recollecting the moment like it was a very bad idea because you could just see the like the, the board outside the cinema saying the human centipede and they're walking out looking right. at them, like completely like out of their mind like proper sheep scared <laughs> and it just it makes you think yeah it's one of those movies that really psychologically kicks people in the ass but also at the same time you can't it's not too far off of like you know not exactly the same as shot but it's in the same it's in the same sort of like Venn diagram of like, you know, right. is this really like a horror film that really should be happening? Yeah. At the I same mean, time, the same it's, it's a movie for you the know, people that like just like, too. you know, you just don't know what sort of horror films that you just look over and you just kind of go like, you know, does it really deserve like the attention that it, it should deserve? Um, but the thing is, it's like, it, you know, it, the great thing about the, the horror mm. films from like the 70s, it, it, it's, it's grown sort of a sense of appreciation of time. And, you know, a lot of the filmmakers, like you, you, I mean, you've had Wes Craven, George A. Romero, oh, yeah. um, Dario Argento with um, Suspiria, and then you had, um, you know, David Lynch, um, and loads of these filmmakers that made their names in the 70s. And it's the same with um, mm. Spielberg. Um, so even though, so they, and, and obviously Ridley Scott made his name. I mean, he made a film before Alien called The Duelists, but it, it really brought, Alien was the one who brought Ridley Scott on the map. And it's the same with um, uh, the one film that I watch every year without a fail on Halloween is John Carpenter's Halloween. I just, I just love the concept that you know it's a it's about a guy who just goes around wearing a mask, and because it's on Halloween, you wouldn't suspect any respect him because he's and you wouldn't suspect him because he's just wearing a mask, and everyone else is yeah, you know, wearing costumes yeah. and all that, and the fact he's just going around killing people, and that as actually timeless it's actually a fear that everyone has like you know you're babysitting and there's a guy dressed up dressed up out there to kill you and and i really dislike the the remake that rob zombie made because it, it didn't need to be remade um and it's just it's something that should be you know like it, it just for me it's that those sort of horrors like really hit me because it's just it really ha- it really says a lot uh, that it, it's such a simple concept, but it's it's done very effectively. And it was actually it's probably one of the most profitable uh, horror movies. Like it was made on such a small budget um, that the original actor, I think it was Nick Castle, played Michael Myers. He was only paid like twenty dollars a day to make the film, and then it it, it made so much money. So. Yeah, and it kickstart. And then, funny enough, I was speaking about uh, here's a little bit of trivia. So, obviously, uh, we had Psycho, we talked about Psycho, which had Janet Lee. Uh, her daughter, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, well, uh, or you know, that you know, like they that she was in a slasher and her daughter was in a slasher, so they got a bit of a horror connection there as well. So, it's a bit of an interesting one because I think I think it was something along the lines where. When Jamie Lee Curtis went to uh, see, say to her mom, jealously, say, "I'm going to be in a slasher," I think she said she must have been like telling her not to do it or something. I might be mistaken or something. Um, yeah. So, and then you go in, and then you go into like films like in the '80s, yeah, um, which were um, 
again, sort of like yeah. there were like a, it's like an amalgamation of things like mostly like gore and practical effects. Like I mean, you have got the classic like um, an American Werewolf in London, which is my one of my all time favorites. Like it was probably one of the first horror films I watched, and. And then you got like the Evil Dead, which was the the sort of earlier films of Sam Raimi. Which, if you know Sam Raimi, he directed the Spider Man trilogy and soon to be directing uh, the Doctor Strange sequel. So, yeah. So uh, basically, it it just seems like a lot of filmmakers that you know today, like all made their start in horror films, and then just grew up from there. Um, yeah. So it, it it's it's hard. I mean, going. It's sort of like the zombie. Oh, oh, sorry. I think I, I just I just lost you for one second there. I, uh, Owen. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Just just just, just checking here. Like you, I don't know. I'll probably hopefully I've not got this in the episode, but I'm just double checking. You can hear me finishing a sentence. Yeah. yeah. And, and now you I can, can respond. You. Yeah. So. Oh, that's, that's good. So there's there's no there's yeah no I mean speaking now. Yeah, I, it just seemed a bit now. quiet. I was like watching to sure like. Oh no! I was I was actually genuinely quiet for a second. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. like, You have your 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 conversation. No, uh, so um, your piece but anyway, so um, I'll keep going. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, if we're going back to uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, we, you know, with the zombie culture, it's basically saying like, you know, when, you know, it's about t- talking about societal uh, issues that, you know, w- when we go to a super, a, a, you know, a shopping mall, we're all a bunch of like mindless, you know, zombies. Like you're just, you know, you know, taking in, you know, whatever's trending and, you know, whatever is, we're, 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 it's about consumerism a little bit. So we're just like walking around like, a, like that. And it's just, um, yeah. it's it does have bits to say uh, rather than it just you know it's a it's a movie with you know violent uh, uh with violent bloods and gore and everything like that so yeah it... well that's it isn't it like there, the, the, i think the the fact that we've got movies that aren't just immediately about blood and gore like you got the psychological thrillers um you know obviously like the last few years, like we've had, like one, even we've even had ones where, like, they're literally just based on a computer. Screen, was it like, uh, searching? Uh, what you call it? Was yeah, it like um, um, unfriended. You blocked me it, or yeah. something. Unfriended. That's we, it. I mean, I haven't watched them, that, but I've um, seen the trailers. You, um, like, they you look can watch a lot if you if you're really into your, your thrillers and your horror films. There is a website specifically. Uh, so if you if you can't be bothered to look through Netflix or Amazon Prime and you just want to watch anything all but horror and thrillers, like there is a website called Shudder.com, and that's where. And um, yeah, so yeah, we were speaking um, about definitely this, yeah. check that out. Um, so um, you know my. It's, it's, a like, subscription. It's, like, it's a subscription. It's, like, it's, like, it's uh, basically service, the Netflix horror, basically, horror, basically, isn't it? Um, as it were. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Which I, mean, I think my, in its own uh, right, I mean, it deserves. Um, my, you know, my friend and uh, leading actress, um, Annie Knox, she um, she uses um, uh, Shudder to watch all things horror. So, um, yeah, if you want to get your feel about horrors, like, there's a oh, really right. good film, um, horror film, that it's one of my absolute favourites. It's a Japanese horror uh, called Audition and it's directed by Takeshi Miike and it's a fantastic film where it's mostly like a thriller, it's like a drama it's like a drama and then it slips into thriller and then the last like 30 minutes it's just pure horror it's terrifying 
it's just so basically right. it's about a, um, a widower who um obviously it starts at the beginning of the film where his wife's died and he's trying he's a he's a producer of a tv show i think and his friend goes well how about we set up a um you know a fake audition and then just you know um you know hire like basically get a girl in um and then he falls for the the girl that um has a he's very mysterious and uh and turns out to be very unpleasant so um i'm not going to say what because it, when i do mm. say it's very extreme j horror it's you know it earns that 18 certificate by the end so yeah it's it is known it, it was known oh, yeah, um, yeah. in during the film also, festival yeah. circuit that it did make some people uh faint and then when you and even one person when he even went up to him says you're the fucking devil yeah <laughs> and so um oh shit well, I guess I guess that really puts it in perspective for you. I mean, like for me, I think probably one of the one of the movies of I guess psychological horror that stuck out for me in the last few years is probably the movie that came out early this year called um, The Invisible Man, and it's just and and this is the thing like the idea of the concept of somebody following you and you can't prove that they're following you sounds scary already. But the way that it's delivered with the shy, like the the, the the sort of spying, chilling music, the 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 moments that you don't right. think are going to be intense become intense. You know, like this, it's like it's almost like a sort of almost like the Resident Evil games, like where you go around each corner not expecting the next thing to be either a zombie on your face or maybe it's just like you're very on edge, the floor or something like, like that, like very minor things. Um, You've, yeah, it's, um, it's yeah, a and, it, and, and I've read movie. some really interesting sort of um, uh, not theories, but you know, like essays about the film. Where apparently it's it's very much got to do with um, sort of the, the Me Too movement, especially people who have de- have dealt with abuse and and they and they've always had and obviously the the idea, yeah, it's no, not done, it's but it has like deal with like a woman has dealt with a sort of abusive relationship and it's just it's the fact that it like the fact that she's trying to move on but it's just still like the idea of him lingering on like it's crazy because like uh for those who've not watched the movie obviously like you might want to skip this next 10 or 15 seconds but the 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 facts of the matter is we really still do not know even i think even in the books were the same but like we still don't know it was actually the guy that she said that it was the guy because like yes like she decides that she's going to kill him by putting on the suit the, the suit that she hid away and uh like basically hold up the knife maybe push the knife into him to knife himself and then come and frame him later obviously like no not frame him but like I guess like set the scene for the cameras, so when they check the security footage back, they can see it's him to, doing it to himself. But like, you can kind of get the you know the sort of impression that like um, the movie was going to go that way in in any sort of fashion. But at the same time, you you just there's there's no way of knowing. Yeah. He didn't actually outright say it was him. You know what I mean? It's like it's and that's I think that's probably what uh, what scares makes it more scary that the 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 story is. Like you think yeah. it's closed, but it's well, still the fact an open that it's not story, conclusive. It? So the fact it's still, it's still open, which yeah, yeah, exactly. She knows but, it's, um, she knows it's conclusive. Yeah, no, and it's it's the funny thing that like, we always it's you know that idea that comes but goes back to the 
you know, the horror film series that, you know, just leaves it open-ended that it makes it go like, oh, you know, maybe Jason Voorhees is going to come back and then, you know, and then obviously Michael Myers and you got the Freddy Kruegers and the Saw films and, you know, making a, a series mm. out of it. And you kind of just... I mean, that first scene in the, I think, I don't know if it's Saw 3 or Saw 4, where they open the stomach I, I, and I've this lost, tape. I've, I've the lost tape track there, on, they put like, the tape Saw films. Like, that, I think... Oh. Yeah, this, this, uh, I will. I will probably uh, say that the Saw films. Definitely well, that's a, that's uh, typical fashion of like a lot of got, horror film franchises. Going. Like, yeah. you know, with... yeah, they lo- they lose their way. They sort they they, they, they kind of like off, have, they, they, have they go their own off, charm to them. The street, but there, there are some where there are, but there are some where you just go like, oh yeah. Like, where the hell is this going like you know you always have like the joke saying you know oh there's always going to be one horror film entry that's going to be out in space and um and then but then it's just it's like the thing like i think the most bizarre like thing that you know it's just like you, you just had no idea like where the hell this is going it's like with the halloween series like so obviously you started with the first one where it was just a very simple a guy from a, a kid, uh, you know, Michael Myers starts out as a kid, like killing a killing his family. Spoiler, alert. Um, you know, um, and then uh, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's I mean, like a movie, but that's now, 40, over forty years old, so that's your. Uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah, it's a bit late now. Uh, if you haven't watched a, it. <laughs> a mental asylum, and then he escapes and goes around killing people. Then the second one's about. Revealing that he's um, the brother of Lloyd Strode, who's played by Jamie Lee Curtis, and then the third one's got nothing to do with Michael Myers. Um, it's like, it, it was very much very removed, far, and then they far, brought, far, far, far brought removed, Michael Myers back in the fourth one, and then yeah, and then it, and it was it's like, almost like they, it's almost like they tried the to do that. Was, as like, the just fifth one was so pointless. Like, it, it was, was just basically like leading up to the sixth one, which had to do something with a cult. And you're like, wait, what? wait, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's the same problem. It's the same problem that the Saw movies have. Jigsaw as much. I just thought, um, I just had issues with anything after three because the anything because I think I really did like the the first one. Uh, The first one was probably still that's they do say yeah. in the first I think it most just had this the point first film across that it just made it, you know, like just you know just be grateful about the life that you have and you know don't take advantage of it or what have you and then it was just like and what does it for me is like the fact that the the, the guy in the middle of the the room yeah, yeah. is the guy is the guy that's pulling pushing all the buttons but like he's not yeah. he, he's not he's he's obviously there inside with them. As opposed yeah. to being outside, um, and obviously the and person then, that they do you know, find is not second, him. Uh, two, three, and onwards. So it was all just about let's just see how many ways that we could torture people. And I was just, it, I just, I honestly like normally oh, gore yeah, doesn't yeah. really make me uncomfortable because I just look at it as fucking it's really stupid and silly and like and it, it, it to the most part it is, but it just made me uncomfortable because it's oh, yeah. I don't see the enjoyment of people torturing themselves or people getting killed in gruesome manners and like as, as as many as many ways as they possibly can creatively no. is enjoying entertaining but obviously it made money so there is an exactly, audience yeah. that 
you know has a has a liking to this sort of thing and it, it's kind of it is strange it is strangely interesting that stuff like no, that in, makes people interested so you just kind of think like what I guess it kind of like sits, it kind of like, it kind of plays with our sort of yeah. psychological. I mean, it, I guess it's, just, also it, sort you, of it's kind of interesting, right? you know, what sort of aspects of horror, horror like we're more comfortable with and, and what sort of other horror aspects are we not comfortable with? Like we like, we like to play with the fact that we, we like to put ourselves in, in not like physical danger, but like in psychological danger, watching movies that we probably know we shouldn't watch because we don't feel the mood for them. But then we end up getting a bit of a liking for them, like almost like a, not like not like a sort of psychological loving for them, but like well, I guess a uh, an appreciation for them. Like I, I I know I know for certain that nobody outright starts liking horror movies from the minute that they like decide they're going to watch a horror film. Like it's an experience thing, isn't it? Like it's like the same thing with like roller coasters. No one becomes a white knuckle rider, yeah. Like from the offset, like, um, like you, I mean, you have to like get your taste. Fear, for it, like you know, when you we're doing skydiving or bungee jumping or something very extreme, and we get the adrenaline rush, and we know we're and mm, we're anticipating, you know, the drop. And then when it happens, then we're 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 just laughing at it because we're like, oh my god, like you know, it's over and this and that. And it's the same that you know when we get scared in a horror film or we're, or something, anything horrific that we're reading or listening or watching. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, roller coaster. it's like when That's I was. I remember saying this during my um, Cinefantastic uh, seminar at university. Um, you know, I said I basically said it on a on a certain level. It's like um you know it's like basically with sex that you know it's you know that feeling of being alive so you know that is that sense of a you know of a, you know we have a, mm, a weird mm. sense of enjoyment of you know being scared yeah yeah and it's like you know you, you know we the feel more alive when we feel sad or or feel happy or whatever and Mm. We we very much, we put it this way. There is, I think, there's, I, th- I think they call it the five rules of risk or something like that. Like the things that like rule, li- li- like put you in that mindset. Like we know, like it's like a, a good example would be like, like you got a mountain bike and there's a hill in front of you that you feel like you could achieve it, but like there's that fear like holding you back and like you feel like you have to like sort of open that door, you know, to actually get to that moment. Like and like feel like you can do it. Like the 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 threshold of worry kind of lets you like kind of like puts you on edge to know like oh is it too steep is it it, am i gonna like fall off before the end or will i have to bail or something like that and like it's that same feeling you get when you go up in a plane and you uh and you experience the you know g for the first time going up in the air going down and then then you know like you get your maybe your first taste of skydiving like it just doesn't matter where you go and skydive like really i think Everyone would probably probably everyone everyone feels the same way with the first time they go up there. Like you feel the adrenaline, excited. you may feel physically a bit ill or a bit or, or a little bit and excited, anxious. You feel those like those concoction of emotions that like that massive cocktail of them all, and like it really kind of like it it, it kind of really pays dividends really that in the human mind, like the the, the the sort of rush that you get from it. Like I know I would love to go and do skydiving, and I feel like. My, my appreciation for the idea of it has accelerated over the years because of the fact that I've become a bit more 
at one with my height problem, like watching going up to, to certain right. heights and watching from above. Like I've been up to like some of the tallest buildings in the world now. Like, like, like going from like that very first kind of understanding of the fear as a child. Like just like even just being at like the top of a stadium, like the way they stack the seats, and like you're just like, whoa! Imagine if I fell down those stairs, like that, like the horrible feeling in your in in your like your stomach, like that sort of jolt in your stomach, like not even the butterflies, like the butterflies are like the the, the sort of curious kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. nervousness but then like there's that moment that you're like oh shit mm. that could have that could have been me that could have been me going down those stairs or something like that and i think that that lends to you know these the, these creators and authors and directors and you know all the actors that make what horror is like it really like taps into your in, in into those 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 parts of your cortex in your brain like you know the, the 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 parts that like release dopamine when you're excited for that moment to see when say for example like freddy krueger like he's killing the next person or michael myers is going around sadistically mm. choosing his next target and you're like oh i wonder who the next target will be you know like it we need like we we genuinely need horror like as much as comedy is a dopamine release and and really good at like the comedic and understanding of like where you are in life like you can laugh with people knowing that like you know there's you're not like directly laughing at people's problems but like you can laugh with people knowing that like you've been there yourself but then when it comes to horror horror is like that sort of like you're jumping into the unknown and it's like an adventure like along the same lines of sci-fi but it really it really like it like for some people it just it, it just doesn't work but like for for the majority of people it's on the same lines of like going on like a roller coaster and taking that drop for the first time like for example like a like a vertical drop roller coaster like you know you're going to be fine the other side but like you still can't help feeling that you're going to drop and like and that's that like suspense moment when like someone jumps out on a, on a movie and like you just you're not ready for it but you're also ready for it like there's that that dopamine drop that adrenaline rush yeah and obviously, no, definitely you know, i mean that, people that, i think that's why i like about really the, genre, the horror genre it's also it, it works on with people on a surface level but also in a very in-depth level so there's always something to appreciate you know whatever it is um mm. that makes people enjoy it and feel, fall in love with it and you know and we're still going to continue having horror films and horror anything horror related like in many uh, many years to come so that's what I love about it. And uh, yeah. It's a very, it's a, it is a very special, it is a very special genre. Like people, uh, I, I think, I guess a lot of people might say that it's been kind of dragged through the mud a few times over the years with the, you know, the, the appalling movies. But then also I think something that like I was probably going to add on earlier, like, but like, I think still really resonates now in this point is that you really, you do you you can't escape the fact that like uh even though there are cringe movies out there they are what they are one part of the horror genre like you, you're gonna have your cringe movies like it's the same reason why you have your cringy uh, mm. children's movies tv shows you have your cringy um movies and tv shows in like the sci-fi genres like there are there's always going to be a cringe factor or uh you know a, a make-belief matter that like even though some of this is most some or most of this is make believe obviously your size your psychological movies like in, in a manner of speak um you really like can't rule out the fact that like a lot of these really kind of like touch close to home but then there's the ones like you know your sharknadoes uh you know uh even like yeah. that me- the, the the meg movie like that one was like a bit far-fetched as well but at the same time, like not not to the point where like you you like like of like for say that's uh, like you know the and it takes you and it, like you say it puts you back in that mindset of Jaws like 
Jaws really was the the, the sort of blockbuster kickoff, and it was also the one that probably kickstarted a lot of these cringe ones at the same time. But I don't think the directors uh, or the creators of Jaws would probably regret the fact that they may have like set off that sort of stream because you've got so many different horror films that you can dip your t- toes into. Yeah, and like if you if you don't like one, it doesn't mean you won't like the next one. Like the the cringe factor is something that people actually genuinely search for now and i bet you if you go on to shudder i bet there are plenty of plenty of you know ones that you probably turn yeah yeah about, but then no, you probably there, say actually always, i might um, watch them just to kill them time, you, it might be you know some people might find scary and people um, might um, not even find scary i mean you know there's um i mean the classic one is like the blair witch project like people think it's really it's so overhyped i watched it many many yeah. many years later um, I did remember uh, when it was advertised when I was living in New York because it came out in 1999. So yeah, it was. I was so I was living. So I, that was like a year after when I was living there. So oh, wow. um, I remember that was like one of the biggest things. Like people were talking about it, and obviously nobody would talk about the um, the ending with uh, the ending or anything like that. So um, I only. Oh, I see. I see. I see. It was. It was. It was. I, um, I think if no, I'm recording it right there, I mean, the end of that. Was okay. Well, so if, um, if those of you who hasn't seen it, I don't want to know about the endings. It just skip like maybe a few seconds or whatever. Uh, you don't see the Blair Witch. That's it. That's what. I, that's what I mean. Like it's. 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 It's like. Well, it's just people like, going, because, like well, What was? What was with that? You know, it's just a bunch of you know, just three guys just being scared over nothing um people people feel like people feel, people feel well the well people the think people, people about think it's probably like, it's like, those, they, like they they use of the um, the internet like they made it but like they made it so convincing that the fact that you know that it, they were mm. making it like it was a real documentary and it was based on an actual folklore and everything um and that's what made it at the time people thought it was absolutely terrifying um mm. and Oh, so I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, like, no, now in, in, in a way, now well, no, the, the yeah, future exactly. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's people not, will probably it, watch it, it have and just be spark. like, "Okay, what's the big or deal?" Well, it was a big deal when it came out. So, um, yeah, and then you have to, you have to kind of see it in that Blair same light, really, or why you can't enjoy it. And uh, and then they, and then there was uh, and that was the um, then it was the yeah, right, yeah, sequel called called just Blair Witch. Um, I haven't, I haven't watched that yet. I might do if it's on Netflix or Amazon, but um, but you just don't know. Like, it's just the thing. Like, you know, you, you always you talk about you, you certain horror films in the, the decade. In like, general. you talk about um, the stuff like the nineties. Like, everyone talks about is um, Scream, and uh, then you talk about mm. the early two thousands and all that. So, yeah, yeah. And then you got yeah, then you got yeah, then you like, got, like your the own, sort and, of like um, blurring into like comedy that. as well, like your scary movie one, two, etc. Uh and to be honest, like that's part probably where I stand mm. watching a lot of the movies most. Like I like a comedic horror horror aspect, like Shaun of the Dead. But then you've also got like um, Hot Fuzz, which really it does have like, a sort of a you know, Wicker like, Man, completely sort of a horror film, but it is like logical in the fact like that like thing, it's like, like into it. So it's it is mostly like an action comedy, yeah. but it does have elements of a horror into it. Um, 
Mm. So that's sort of like a sci-fi horror. And then you got the thing, got the world's like end with the like the sort of like the keep going around. And that's also and um, weird things keep uh, happening, which is more it's sci-fi. It's also very yeah. um, uh, resembles a lot to um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, as well. I guess you. I guess we could say though, considering this is a Halloween. Well, that's episode, what I mean. Like, like you know, obviously, you know, um, obviously um, sci-fi, sci-fi are time, usually you know, like aliens, you know, go hand in hand. I mean, you started with. The... Well, that's the. Th- I mean, it's the thing. Like they you know, are, they are like they are talk like about sci-fi. Together, we always talk about anyway. things <laughs> about the unknown. So you always talk about like alien, like you know, with the sort of the, an, an alien organism that you know, like yeah. the first is a is an alien organism coming out of an egg. And hugs your face and then plants an egg in your chest and then it bursts out the chest and then it goes out and then grows up to a full grown alien. I mean that's fucking oh. And the worst part about well, it well, is that's that the thing. It's actually far, based far on from, like, an insect where they, I think they snatches. saw I think they watched a video where the the, the bug yeah. like implants an egg into I think it was like a wasp or something and then it was like then Within the few hours, like the um, uh, the eggs mm. start popping out from this was wasp, and it and it yeah it kills them. So it's like it's horrifying to it know that. Kills you know, the wasp, you know, yeah. Imagine like you've got something in your body that, no matter what, it's gonna come when it comes out, it's gonna kill you, and then that organism is gonna become a killing machine, and then that's just mm. insane, and the fact. And and one of the classic, and if you if you, if I had to it's pick mad, one of my favorite a, scenes in the whole movie nature, besides right? the like... classic chestburster scene, um, is the um, the scene where Tom Skerritt's character is going through the ventilation shafts trying to lure out the uh, the alien, um, and it's that using the motion tracker to try track it, and then it, it's and it's. And it's horrible. Oh, yeah, like, that's like yeah, the focus of all uh, of the alien movies. It's mo- just the uh, fact that they start since. losing it and they just don't know where it is and then it, they're trying to figure out where it's coming from and, you know, obviously... Uh, I think there was a bit of a nod to that, wasn't there, in uh, in, in the more grittier version of Doctor Who, Torchwood, right? Where they, there was an episode called Reset where, like, they were experimenting with, like, you know, alien parasites and, like, this oh, one, I, I already this know one that. So, basically, um, like explodes out of its victim. You know, like. Oh yeah, I'll say if anyone. It, honestly, I think if anybody's mm. into like you sort of, it's quite psychological. If if I must say myself, to- Torchwood is. It's a very, it's a very you know off Peter gritty series. It's still available on BBC okay. iPlayer at the minute, so you can go and watch it. I recommend you watching it. Um, I mean, I think you'd like Torchwood. And for anyone who likes their sci-fi, like sort of like crossover with like, um, you know, psychological, there is a few episodes. There's one episode where like this like circus crew, like like are coming back and tr- coming back from the past and they're trying to like take people's bodies. That's quite spine chilling that episode because it like they keep getting purged into like into like the old days, like the, the like, traveling circus keep coming back. And there is actually quite a link to actually like traveling circuses being like right. like the sort oh, of like okay. uh, touching onto the the sort of the undead and stuff, right? Because uh, we've all we, we we've all we've all uh, heard the stories about you know people who get scared by clowns at night. And like they are like like something that like people like to dress up as at Halloween because ha- uh, clowns 
aren't always oh, as, yeah. as happy and as excited as they look. They are there are ones that like almost like will rip your head it's, off. In, like, it's, 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 some, it's like a in some stories, fear, like you know, TV, hate, TV like, and films and stuff like that. Like definitely. They... <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? That's what horror is really brilliant at. It's really brilliant at like uh, perpetuating and turning up the turn up the gore and the turn up the you know the the psychological stuff to eleven. You know. There's, there's there's no like shortage of like like you know it's like stuff like the like the human centipede like like you know that that no one would ever really do something like that and then you know like they're very they're, i mean i must admit it is very clever that the second film literally is a guy from a car a car park attendant literally watching the first film and then like creating what that what they did and then like the mm. first film is like like maybe a bit more far-fetched but, but at the same time isn't out of question that like that the guys watching the the second film and the first film, I'm I believe and he's yeah, creating I'm a, be a honest, jail I, I uh, of working cronies films, that like people really won't passionate. even remember. <laughs> oh, honestly, like I think I think I think, I yeah, think the art I... of the art of hate and loving the, those films are actually pretty strong, wouldn't they? Because like I've watched all I've I've watched all of them and they are all so gory it... and also so. I, so, I, like, wrong. Just if, so you are, wrong. if you were to ask like, me, like, the, if there was the, anyone on like, the, uh, the, the, the face the more, I, it's is, the, the writer and director of those films. I, I seriously just want to punch him. Um, because, like, I get what you mean. Like, you, you have such, like, like I, I think it's weird. It's like a love hate relationship, really. Like for my, for me, like I won't watch the movies by principle ever again. Like I've only watched them once each. But like by principle, I will never watch them again. But like I have to admit, like the the craftsmanship in some of the movie, like like there's the scenes like showing like how he how the doctor would put them together, and like you just see him in them there, literally like bound and gagged, and like 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 really yeah, like, like I, trying to I get through. And the, like the he's there, just, like really telling them how he's going to do it. The reason why I, I, I like, really oh, dislike no. the films, and then the, the director especially is that he's so up his own ass like the the, te- the like the teaser trailer was like um him walking oh, yeah. around that's, and that's saying where that it comes you on. know he was receiving death threats and complaints about the first film so he's decided to make uh make it worse for the second film and he i mean it just revels in the fact that his set the second film got better got got banned in the uk <laughs> almost and then he got cut down to get to get that 18 certificate and then and then he and he did the, he kind of did the same for the third one, and he even had himself yeah, like not yeah. just him as a character. He was playing as himself in the third film as the filmmaker. And I I with that sort of thing, I I really just just loathe oh, that me. type of thing. It just makes me want to go like, I oh, just I just kiss my ass, like fuck off, like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, not is, as much I mean people would say that like, I would do uh, that with Michael Bay like really, no like, Michael Bay I'm not a fan of Michael Bay but it doesn't really make you oh no no I the worst part about I think I don't know how many people will remember this but like for the me the oh, yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that Damn. I think of when I think of Michael Bay is that time he, he came literally was like some presentation I, I can't in do, CES I can't in America and he's just he comes on stage and he's just like Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, oh, it's too cringe. I can't do it. I can't do it. Tap out, tap out. I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I really saw much of Michael Bay ever since then. Like, I yeah, mean, he did like the Transformers, and then he was like, and then he did Big Bang, Harbor, the, 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 the Transformers um, movies, right? The Rock. 
and all these other films. But um, uh, and then he did the Netflix film. Uh, six, yeah. and he did the Netflix film uh, Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. So there's a, there's a few films there. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but yeah, like it, it is like you. Oh, you yeah, are, he did. Yeah, You're it right. was just was I don't. Film, yeah, actually. but anyways, yeah. So it was cringe. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, yeah, that's the thing. But the thing is, so, we, know yeah, Ryan, like, we know Ryan six, Reynolds likes uh, to like to push can, the cringe can pattern, doesn't he? Fuck himself, really. But anyways, yeah. So, um, anyways, um, so we're gonna move um, to the same thing. But we're uh, so we asked some people um, what their favorite horror films are, and we did get we did. Mm. Yeah, uh, we, uh, so we did get a few uh, yes, responses. So I got a, a good one way from to Jasmine, the episode off. and she said that her favorite horror film is Twenty Eight Days Later, and that was, and I thought mm-hmm. that that was a good choice. So, and then she said, "Ooh, actually, Danny you know what? It's funny how we forgot about um, oh, what's his name, the actor, uh, sorry, the director." Um... Danny Boyle, oh my god, he is an icon. No, he's done a couple of years ago, yeah. Spotting, um, Transpotting 2 that came out not, not not too long ago, actually. I think only about three yeah. or four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, then he was... and then obviously he did the 2012 Olympics uh, opening ceremony, which was brilliant. But my god, those movies are so spine-chilling. I think they probably are in my... I think they're probably in the same sort of ranks with the, like, the Resident Evil movies for me. Like, I think they're all in that same basket that like, I really enjoy. It was, like, it, was uh, it was 20 days, days later, later and it was 28 months later. later. I 28 think months were, and, yeah, and, and then they were going to do, I think, I think they were going to do 28 months later, but I, you know, they must've stopped. 28 weeks later. Lost yeah. interest. I don't know. But um, yeah. So Jasmine said that um, I watched it when I was 12 and it scared the living crap out of me. Mm. I slept with the light on for a good, for a good few weeks. Um, it's a, cl- Oh yeah, there's that scene in the second film. Yeah. Oh my god, where, she, where the where the uh, the father basically ends up kissing the mother, who's a carrier, right? And literally, like you can you you can just see the. This is the bit that I think Danny Ball Funny really enough, got right. That's actually... with the movie. You can see like the virus taking him over, like right. So well, that, funny, at that's actually point, not went so uh, directed by Danny Boyle. That was somebody. Else, that was room. somebody else. Um, so so he only so he only did um, the first oh, one. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, no, that is a, that is a, the, yeah, that's the thing. Like, oh, even the sequel was actually wow. pretty good. It was actually pretty decent, like considering. Either way, so, they were both great films. Um, yeah, uh, da, 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 and it said she said that it introduced her to Danny Boyle, one of her uh, favorite directors, um, and she said and she mentioned about the empty uh, London Bridge scene um, where Killian Murphy at the beginning oh, yeah, was yeah. walking across and how like barren it is, and it says like oh. It really is, and I rem- I did remember like one of my American friends when we came over in two thousand six, yeah, really yeah. and he was like, I didn't get like what what was why was it so scary with that London scene, and I'm like, dude, like it, imagine like New York City being completely empty, like, and he was like, oh, that would be chilly. I'm like, yeah, that's like London. If London was that, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think, I, I think, I was I think, say I think the taste of was that like, we got was like yeah, a lot of the, the developers I follow on Instagram, the Ninja in the Theory, first um, he skateboarded around um, in London, and it was all—it was pretty yeah. much empty, and it was—it was really strange. The fact that mm. yeah, 
I think a, uh, I think a, an Instagrammer that we both know, um, Adam J. He uh, he runs. He, he, he's a taxi driver in his day. Portraits for all. He yes. Goes, yeah. He goes yeah, around yeah. the city. Uh, the guy who runs London, uh, not London for all, but uh, portraits for all. I think you know him right, right? Adam J. Yeah. Literally, like he was, he was round in his taxi all the time. Like he made sure. Yeah, I remember that. that was, he could have his, 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 his uh, camera on him so he could take photos of the city. Yeah, he just bought his taxi. Time, like, he just parked his taxi in the middle of this one street that a lot of taxis usually do, and he just had his camera Rushy, along yeah. with him. So yeah, um, but um, yeah, so yeah, good shout out with um, Twenty Eight Days Later, Jasmine. So um, <laughs> yeah, uh, next one is uh, Callie uh, has mentioned two movies. One of them Definitely. I haven't seen, but one of them I have seen. So she mentioned Carrie. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So um, she said, oh that she, yeah, Carrie. She, I remember. I don't. Watching, oh my god, I think that she was said a, that she that really did not was, like the the Stephen King uh, novel that is based on, but she really, but she really liked the um, the film uh, that the seventies version. I don't think she watched the no, the, no. The, the, the new one with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, but she did watch the uh, the one with yeah. the Sissy Spacek. Um, and yeah, so we always uh, that that yeah. scene uh, near the end where she gets covered in pig's blood oh, yeah, and yeah. starts, you know, killing everyone in in the, the in the uh, during the prom. That that's it. oh, mm. any any Stephen every Stephen King movie or, de- or TV show is definitely yeah. scary. No, I mean, the, like, no, the, the first um, the it is yet, definitely I was disappointed with the that was there for me. That was because yeah. it's just. Well, the thing with the thing is, like the book of it is actually really big. It's quite big. I like, think, not I as, think one was not as big as fair. the stand, but it is quite big of a novel. And the problem is, I think it's the same with the miniseries that I had with Tim Curry. Is like the ending mm. is always a letdown, and I think that's just actually I think that's just the case with the novel. But um, no, Carrie is is definitely such an yeah. iconic like horror film, especially with um, with, especially mm. with a female lead that is dealing with. Um, uh so st- stuff like oh, you know yeah. with bullying and school and you know uh going for a hot yeah and the, it's just it's such a great film and you just it just adds yeah, the intensity. It's definitely um yeah if you haven't checked out um carrie like definitely watch the 70s uh, uh version of the film um i have seen uh the new film uh the the, the new the new remake um i <laughs> I wasn't a particularly a fan. It just got a bit too overblown by the end, um, and it was a bit. It, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen. It wasn't a, like one of the bit, worst bit, horror bit, remakes. Bit, I mean, too same, trust yeah. me, there have been plenty of horror remakes that it's just been not to be. It's just um, obviously they were saying that it was. It wasn't really a remake. It was more of a, oh, yeah, another yeah. adaptation of the novel, and um, and it. Hmm. Another avenue. Yeah. Another avenue. It, like, it just depends, like, 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 like with all these remakes, put, like um, the Spider-Man movies have been like you know what your death, stamp is on it, thing, and um, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, like, let's no, be frank, and, like, um, not, it's not the so same yeah. person coming back and making the, the same film each time, is it? I mean, to be fair, I can't. I, I can't think of many instances, not even just horror, but like in general, many movies that have been remade and it's been the same person, uh, the same director or same writer have mm. come back. It, it, it. I guess it kind of. I guess it kind of 
tells you that like that's the reason why mm. movies shouldn't get shouldn't always be remade because the original one probably wanted it to be blessed the same way that you expect you know like if he was only going to do like a sequel or if he's going to do like a like a number two or number three film not a remake like like almost like is in a way is i'm always of, open way, to you know, like if you're going to remake like, or series, you know do an like, ad- adaptation if, if, if but you know it, it's always like you know there's always going to be a, a sense of bias oh yeah yeah i'm not dismissing if you're that gonna remake something then it's just like you either gonna to have to do something really like that's like that's different and just as good as the yeah. original or yeah i don't know It's got to be. It's got to be. It's it's got, it's got to try and elevate what the original movie may have not done. Like, mm. if you just look at like the Jumanji remakes. Like that's a good example. Like I think the new Jumanji movies don't insult the old ones to a, to a degree, which which is great. They they kind of like kind of put a bit of a twenty yeah. first century you yeah, know, kind sure. of approach on it. Um, I feel like that they yeah. They cast so the, um, and well. then the other film that she mentioned is one. The Innocents, which is. Which is a film from 1961, uh, directed by Jack Clayton, Ooh, and I'm it's, not sure if it's I based that. on a story called "The Turn of the Screw," which I have heard about. And it's basically, um, mm. as it says on the IMDb page, uh, it says that a young governess for Ooh. two children becomes convinced that the house and the grounds are haunted. So I think it has been. Yeah, I mean, the, I think I think there was um oh, so it's, it's uh, there was a film made sort of like recently that was um uh, loosely adapted to as um uh, the turn of the screw. I mean, uh, it's ah, uh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look, look it up. So I, I remember it starred Mackenzie Davis, so that that so that narrows it down. So it was I think it's called the Turning. Yeah, I I think it. Yes. Okay. So that's why it felt familiar. So yeah, it's the like turning. on the turning okay, page. It's a, a young governess hired by um, a man who has become responsible for his young nephew and niece after the parents' death. A modern take on Henry James' novella, The Turn of the Screw. So yeah, it's um. So the innocence is that story, and um, yeah, I, I have heard it is pretty much one of the most chilling um, sort of uh, horror films mm. um, like ever made. Like if you talk about the 60s horror films uh, during that time, then the, you know, the innocence is usually on mm. that list. So I haven't seen, I haven't seen it, but I am definitely, definitely going to check that out um, once it has become available either on Netflix or on Amazon prime. Um, yeah. Um, so, and then we got another, and we're going to have, we got a response from Mindy. So, oh, sounds great. And she did say, um, "Does Scream count as a horror?" And yes, it does. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, I mean, it would be a bit, it'd be a bit yeah. crazy if it didn't, because the the, well, the, the, the well, essence not, of well, someone even... screaming or a scream is a well, singular. Well, yeah, well, not, not even would that. Mean, would, um, would mean something you know, scary. I mean, so, I'd be surprised. If, I'd be surprised if it was a happy film. One of the most <laughs> horror maestros, like if you seen it um i'm <laughs> uh so i a lot of uh, here's the thing i'm in the minority where i know a lot of people mm. regard it as one of the best horror films ever made um and it's definitely a staple during 90s horror and everything i honestly can't stand mm. it i think it's really too on the nose i think it's it's oh, yeah. like it's trying to be self-aware about the horror tro- horror tropes mm. and cliches and everything
Oh, I, I, no, oh you, mean, you, you mean like it's, it's, not, it's, it's not, the movie is like got like like the, the, the not, not necessarily plot the plot, but it's like, it's you know you've got the killer, who, horror, you know, like, the, 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 basically one of the first scenes is you know the conversation, you know, what's your favorite horror film, and they talk about the horror, like where the narrative is going, where you know Drew Barrymore's. Uh, character's boyfriend is you know gets killed and then she gets chased and it's like mm. saying you know do you know what comes next about uh, you know horror trivia and everything um, well it's, it just keeps oh, so like, you, yeah it's because I, like mm, the outset I, they, 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 yeah, the well for me it's just movie. frustrating that it's like yes we get it and then you, you also got the Jamie Kennedy uh, character Randy who is like a, a like a horror aficionado who mentions about you know don't say you know uh, don't say I'll be right yeah. back uh, because you're likely not to come back or something like that It's supposed to be tongue in cheek, but I just think it's it's it, for me yeah, at it's, least. It's, 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 it's literally it like, like a tongue in cheek film, isn't it? Like really? a a over um, a brick of the head, and uh, it's just it, it's too it's just too obvious for me. And it's just like it's just make itself like see it's clever, it's <laughs> it's self aware. Yeah, I'm like no, it's, yeah. it's lazy. Like we we know it is. Um, although. Well, that's the thing. Like you know, uh, I know you know it's got a, it's got a um a fan hey, base and it's it's made four movies and it's got a fifth one on the way. So you know, like who? But yeah, I mean, well, hell, what do I know? So <laughs> oh yeah, it's actually right. Yeah. Well, it's whether it's actually, whether it's, whether it's, whether it's at the point where they're milking it up, now, I or well, we, we kind of know they are milking it. Let's be frank. I think it is. Um, oh, okay, so it's not. Uh, I guess it, so I guess it not, has enough a lot. A lot, uh, a lot of any, fan base it's not it written by the creator Kevin Williamson. Um, it's so obviously Russ Quaven uh, died recently uh, a few years ago. Oh, so it's been yeah, moved but they got the directors else. from Ready or Not, which I have been wanting to watch that. Oh yes, um, you're so right. Yeah. I heard it's really good. I heard it's really good, but then they did make the film uh, Devil's Due, which was I've heard, pretty I've awful. I've heard some things about it. I've heard some things. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, but no, um, I did hear Ready or Not is really, really good, and I, I heard nothing but <laughs> really good things about it. So they're gonna they're attached to direct uh, Scream 5, and they got Nev Campbell and all the other Scream regulars back uh, to do the film. So... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Um, I think they've been making it during, uh, even during the pandemics going on. So there's set pictures. I mean, there's set pictures of um, crew members wearing masks and plastic seals, and there's Courtney Cox, you know, in oh, costume wow. and everything. So, so they are filming it at the moment. Um, you know, unless anything changes, but um, yeah. So um, those oh, wow. are the few responses I got. I didn't get a lot of responses, uh, to be fair, but. Um, no, it's um, yeah. I mean, some nice, some yeah, nice responses. I mean, definitely, it's, um, it's definitely, definitely one that give you something well, to think about. I mean, there's obviously quite nicely a conversation I want to talk about is uh, you know female directors making horror films because you don't really see that a lot. You always talk about you know Dario Argento, Wes Craven, uh, George A. Romero, and all these filmmakers, mm. and John Carpenter, and all those great filmmakers but you also don't but you don't really talk about like the female filmmakers that make horror um 
and they the the only ones that come to mind are ones that made recently. So you had Jennifer Kent with um, no. uh, the Babadook, uh, which is an Australian horror film, and that deals with the mother dealing with the grief of uh, the loss of her husband, and he has mm. to deal with her own child, and finds there's a there's a sort of a it's not like it's almost like a bedtime story thing where it's like where it's talk about this this creature called the Babadook. And it's sort of like this sort of yeah. parasite that is, you know, you know, that takes over you and, and it changes you because it's just dealing with the grief and you're not the same person as you were. And just, just the, the level of grief that gets over you. Mm. And it's, it's such a really, it's a really, really good horror film. Uh, it's, it's also, it's on, um, it's on Amazon Prime. So if you get the chance to watch it, definitely check it out. Um, the other film, Mm. Yeah, and there's another film. Uh, there's another horror oh, I'll film. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll uh, definitely see it. I'll uh, get myself right to watch um, it. Now. It's called uh, Raw, which is a French uh, horror film. Um, and it was directed by, let me figure that out. I remember it's uh, uh, Julia de Canoe, which I uh, I apologize if I butchered the name, but. Um, but it's about uh, a young uh, a, a young woman who goes into um, to, goes to university or college uh, to become a um, I think it's like I think it's a veterinarian or basically an, a works with um, uh, to become a uh, someone who works in um, medical health and um, and oh, that's right she's starting to become a vet and um, she's a vegetarian but she's been yeah. pushed to but then she starts to have a craving for human flesh so it's all so it all, so it all yeah. starts with, um, you know, do, dealing, you know, you know, in like in um, uh, fraternities oh, where they get they put they get pushed to doing an initiative where they have to do a certain thing in order to, you know, get past uh, something. So in, in this, where all the people in the vets are studying veterinary or something like that, they get ducked, uh, they get, yeah. uh, uh, they get, um. Uh, covered in animal blood and they have to eat like a um, part of an animal uh, organ or something like that it's it's really bizarre and yeah like it's 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 a really brilliant film where it talks about it talks about Ooh. really di- issues with you know with uh, especially with coming of age and you know with um, people's cravings and desires where it's sort of like you know um, venturing on certain things that you're you're it's like a hormonal sort of thing where you just you, you, you as, as you grow older so and it's and it's also got a bit of hereditary sort of it, um uh, issues as well where it's like influences from other people in the family which it does with that and even the last um shot of the film is quite shocking where you i, I remember watching it and it just you just see the scene play out and then it just goes to the final bit and you're just like oh, oh yeah. fucking hell <laughs> and um so i'm yeah i'm really glad i checked it out so yeah uh it's quite hard to find but if you can <laughs> find it or if you're willing to uh purchase it um at hmv you can definitely do that so i definitely give it out it's only like 7.99 uh to buy on blu-ray um or on probably less probably less on dvd so um i strongly, yeah so i definitely strongly recommend it but yeah it's it does mm-hmm. it does um, deserve that 18 certificate for, Go for the full experience. So yeah, um, yeah, like it's really interesting when uh, female filmmakers uh, have a stab at the uh, have um, 
oh, yeah, have yeah. a stab at the uh, the horror genre because it's just you know obviously you got like uh, films that really exploit with female characters and everything. Whereas whereas like it's really interesting to see female uh, filmmakers have like a female protagonist and go through these really sort of like out there sort of um, experiences. But it's it has a very sort of uh, very close and personal issue that you know, people can relate to on a very sort of super a really sort of weird like level. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's so many recommendations uh, that I would I would give out to you. Like definitely check out the silent film era. Like if there's a couple of, there's a couple of horror films in the silent film era, and also don't neglect any of the classics like during the 30s 40s and 50s uh 60s and everything like it's because obviously there's where horror always starts out because you know there's always um gonna be you know when you watch a horror film or tv show there's always going to be one where you see something and go oh that's similar to this film or or you know that you know rings to a certain thing that you've seen before and not a lot of people would know that and um and uh, obviously, you got filmmakers like Mike Flanagan, who he's done such solid work with uh, films like Oculus, uh, Hush, um, uh, Jode's Game on Netflix, um, and uh, he also made the sequel to The Shining called Doctor Sleep with Ian McGregor and Rebecca Ferguson, and that was a great film. I unfortunately didn't perform well at the box office, but um, he's done. Um, a haunting on uh, Hill House, and uh, and he did the first episode of the Haunting on of Bly House as well on Netflix. So I think, yeah, mm. I, it, the fact that the, the whole genre is still going strong is it's just it's so fascinating to see what uh, you know filmmakers and creators would come up uh, to find ways to kind of scare people in a way, and it's yeah, like and uh, and obviously. It's, um, you know, obviously we're going through a really strange time at the moment where, you know, there's really a lot of uncertainty and um, it's just, you know, obviously, uh, you know, our sense of paranoia, uh, some people are going through, but yeah, it's just, um, it's a really interesting time, you know, obviously with today we've been Halloween, well, actually right now, as of recording right now, it's just past after past midnight, so it's in November, so it's no longer Halloween anymore. But it's a haunting time. And, uh, <laughs> and speaking of which, um, I'm st- which after even still after this recording, I'm still going to watch my tradition of uh, watching John Carpenter's Halloween uh, with with my first alcohol-free drink with uh, Ghost Ship uh, a Pale Ale. So uh, um, yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah, well, it was just the fact that obviously um, because of my medication that I have to, I can't really drink anything too alcoholic, but I thought I might as well give that something, uh, give it a shot. But I just saw a ghost ship, I'm like, oh, that's appropriate. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and so, I, I, yeah, again, and not just films and TV shows, but also video games where, they, you know, you you play stuff like Resident Evil and like Alien Isolation, which I I, it scares the shit out of me, but I just love playing through them. And yeah, oh, I love it too. Like I, honestly, like I, I used to, I used to shy away from from playing the Resident Evil games as much when I was younger without someone. And I still feel that fear today. I think probably Resident Evil Seven really kind of 
brought that mm, back to the yeah, the, and, the and, era, and funny enough, and you know, speaking of Resident Evil, there's going to be the upcoming Resident Evil game, uh, Resident Evil Eight Village, which I mean. I'm definitely interested in. So luckily, because oh, yeah, um, um, I won't be getting, I don't think I'll be getting the PS5 too soon. But luckily, it will come out on the PS4. So once it does, I'll definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, like it's it's um, it's yeah. I I again, I'm I'm a huge fan of the horror genre. I know people are a little bit up and us. And the problem is, it's like especially when someone like me who is um, you know into filmmaking, everything. It, I am very aware that it's so difficult. To make something like to scare people even just if you're going to write something or you're going to make a, a scary you know score or something on those lines it's so difficult to make something scary um but you have to realize that it's everything is subjective like people will find some things more scary than exactly. others so you just have to think to yourself like well i'm going to make this something that i'm interested in and that is you know could potentially be scary um and you have to ignore like what other people think, but of course that like, you've got you know stuff like <laughs> stuff like Birdemic and Sharknado and Troll Two were not not even close to being scary. They're oh, just God, absolute yeah. garbage. So they're just they're just like hilariously. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, hilariously for me, um, I mean, Sharknado was never scary. It was just like I, it was such it was just boring tripe. Yeah. But there you go. Oh no! It, it, if anything, it made it, me just. Well, it just made me think. Like, well, thank, well, thank God I got better, you know, filmmaking standards than that. So, yeah. To be fair, I think if I remember rightly, I think me and my friends tried to turn on one of the other shot names. Like, they're an hour and a half long each, just but it's just shit. they're just too long. But it just. I, I I think for an hour and a half, it's really got a war. It's like I think anything that can get past an hour and an hour and forty at best, I think has a, has a good merit. Not that I dis, not that, not that I'm saying that the Resident Evil movies didn't, because I think they have they share a special place in people's hearts who like the video games, and like you can still sort of lean into them. And then of course you got the the Capcom Sony collaborations on the animation was like the Damnation and. Uh, 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 the one where they're in the air, oh, like, the uh, the air oh like, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I think they're, they're making... And then you, they got the uh, you got the one where they're in. I think like in like I Russia, so. where like, uh, Russia, I, have, like I, I kind of lost. Um, I, I think. And you got the yeah, you got the, you got the and, um, who are, like, they're controlled. bringing out a new CGI film, uh, Resident Evil CGI film. Yeah, and, and they're going to reboot. They're, they're going to yeah, reboot yeah, the live action Resident Evil. So yeah, uh, Ooh. well, I mean, you, you know, they're, they're going to mix um, Resident Evil One and Two because they've got characters like Chris Redfield and uh, Jill Valentine and uh, Albert Wesker from the first game, and then they got Liam Kennedy and. Well, apparently, apparently, they're going to have um, Albert's going to have like a kid, right? Oh, well, in, that was this, from the, um, these movies that they're working uh, on. Oh, right, sorry, okay. not movies, oh, sorry, TV okay. shows. Yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah, Netflix, that's right. right. Yeah, they're making that's the Netflix um series. Yeah, so that was well, that's gonna that was from. It's gonna be quite interesting. That is, actually. I mean, that was like that, that was sort of like I think it was like he was sort of like a from a clone. It was like a clone, or it was like a byproduct of Rabbit West. No, no, no. Sure that, 6, you, you that was one Resident where. Had... Oh, okay. 
Because I'm sure that Wesker died in Resident Evil Five. It was like there was a kid um, in Six or something on those lines. Uh, oh yeah, I think uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's where, that's so, where they're leaning well, into for the yeah, TV. They, yeah. they, they didn't do anything like six. Like uh, I'll, I'll just switch it off because. Yes, this Resident Evil Six was a terrible game. Well, we'll we'll, we'll exactly. probably leave that. We'll probably say that's a good place to 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 end this episode on on the on the note that like that was quite terrible. Hey, yeah, and we're I'm looking forward I'm, to and, 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 Yeah, and I'm always and the thing good. is, I'm always looking out for whatever the next you know exciting horror you know film or tv show um that's going to come out so yeah uh, as i keep saying i'm always excited you know whatever comes out of anything horror related um so yeah i don't i don't really necessarily find a lot of things scary but i'm always you know interested in what um you know stories get told and i think i think i think definitely uh, any directors and writers deserve a good are definitely a good clap if you if you can get somebody who's a hardcore knuckle yeah. to like to get scared at least a little bit. I think I think that's great. I think honestly I think that is an yeah. To I mean, give it. I mean, uh, give it time that you know there, there, there well. might be you know somebody's going to make a horror film of twenty twenty as people keep joking about. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's that's the funny bit, isn't it? Like I literally like I yeah. saw that earlier from was it uh, Sebastian right. Uh, Xavier and like and I was just really like oh uh, this this seems real this like I, I, sw- I swear that there was actually a a novel that he wrote Stephen King I, I don't know I, somebody, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, I'm sure there is isn't there someone might like, make I, I, I guess, I guess at the moment it's like, it's like uh, King, there's going to be a mini another uh, another mini series of The Stand which is going to be like an upgraded version and then there's obviously going to be um yeah two Halloween things and then uh, uh I don't know some Netflix know stuff right I'm sure there's like another. I'm sure. I'm sure that. I'm sure I've heard that there's some some like some mm. stuff that that's being created. And then it's going to be um, two Halloween remakes. That's going to be a sequel to the recent Halloween sequel that's retconned, or the other one. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, that's a lot of extra. Yeah, a lot to look look forward to in the horror genre. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I say we hope, we hope this has been a a good journey for for you as much as it has been for us. It's it's been a it's definitely been a one of our greater episodes. Greater yeah, episodes are def- not greater. I think that's a bit rude to say. Like, it's it's, one, it's been one one of our one of our lengthier episodes. Well, it's just a lot to talk about. It, it just together, like just shows that that you know the horror genre has a lot for, has a lot uh, to offer than a lot of people would give credit to. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So no, it's it has been fun, like just to delve mm. back into the history of horror and you know talk about it. And for someone who's not very much a, ho- a horror nut at, uh, on the surface, I have watched quite a few of the mm. movies that you have, and you have spoken about, and I've spoken about tonight. So. Yeah, I've done that. Definitely been Got there the and definitely yeah. done that. <laughs> you know, in, in very much the essence. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we can uh, we can tick off the fact that we spoke about some horror movies, or as I say, a fair few horror movies in detail. And of course, on that note, we do really very much thank you very much for listening. Uh, I say, if you if you got a good uh, a good kick out of this episode and you you know, liked what we talked about, and obviously any of the recommendations that we made, be sure to uh, of course drop us a review. You know, in general about the podcast, uh, and obviously like you know let us know your thoughts on uh, on Instagram at What Topic Podcast. Uh, but of course, you can find us as always, your hosts, 
Josh Deacon at Mr. Yep. Josh Deacon and, on Instagram uh, and, and on uh, Owen Burkett at Owen Burkett on Instagram and I believe on Twitter, but I barely use Twitter. So, so it's all so it's so it's best to c- just catch me on Instagram at <laughs> Owen Burkett. So yeah, yeah. And uh, until next time, we wish you uh, you know an exciting time of Halloween. Like I know mm. people like continue doing Halloween for like a week after Halloween. So uh, I'd say yeah, enjoy enjoy your movie times. I'll say obviously we all have a little bit more time for that. Um, I think in most places in the world are are, are kind of coming to that realization now. Lockdowns are happening in more countries now. I think mm. Austria is going into lockdown as well this week, from what I heard. So but yeah, I'd say. Until next time, we wish you a very pleasant and uh, safe time. See you then. And uh, we'll see you in our next episode. Goodbye.